0: Hey everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. One active conversation that I end up having every now and then, particularly with the young generation, is around mental well-being. And it's about how flippantly people use the word depression, stress, anxiety. And I use the word flippant very cautiously because I don't want to sound disrespectful of everything that they're feeling. But at the same time, I don't think everybody recognizes the gravity of what is it that they're feeling. So they have no choice but to rely on these easy coming terms which are thrown at them almost as if, oh, it's not a big deal. You're just depressed. And then they just have to figure out a way. And then there is another spectrum which is like, oh, I'm super scared of... Being labeled as depressed or going through depression or anxiety or stress or any of this paranoia, if they will, I don't want to go for therapy. I don't want to go through a psychologist. I don't want to go through medication if I have to or if I'm told to. And this becomes a very complicated space to be in, particularly when you're in your 20s. You don't know how things are shaping up for you. You are mentally not feeling your best. You feel that you are in a bad space or in a dark space slash place, but you don't have a way of figuring it out. And here's what I often tell them, which is something that I've told myself. And it's important for me to share it publicly because it's something that I feel passionately about and something that I've come to believe is a very important reflection to have in life. And that is that when we were growing up, when we were kids, there were things that happened to us for no fault of ours, and for that matter, largely for no fault of someone else's as well. Most of it happened at our parents' end. You have to recognize, and I've spoken about this actively, parenting is a job that no one is prepared for. It's a job that most people learn on the go. And it's also the reality, certainly for our parents' generation, that they became parents much earlier than when we would become parents or we already became parents. Because at that point of time, Just getting married and having kids was like one of the main societal objectives. So they were young, they were ambitious, they were figuring their own things out, and then they suddenly became parents. And now they're responsible for not just their own lives, but the life of someone else that they have no idea how to deal with. And also recognize that parents are first humans, they're not first parents. So they're bound to go through the same mistakes and fallacies that any human would. So they made mistakes. And they were emotionally just as unstable and unpredictable as any other human would be. But they also happened to be our parents. And for a child, a parent is like pure. It's almost to the extent of being godlike. Somebody who never makes a mistake. And whatever is the action of that parent becomes a direct reflection of what we would have done to felicitate, not felicitate, to get that action out of them. So, if the parent is like, I'm busy, don't talk to me right now. The obvious response in the child is not, oh, my parent is busy and that's okay. It has nothing to do with me. The obvious reaction of the child is, there must be something wrong in me for my parent to ignore me and give preference to their work. Because a child does not understand these things as yet. They're still figuring out how the world works And it'll be far, far later that they will actually understand what the true meaning of that would be. But what would have happened until then is that this reaction and emotion and thought within us would become permanent. It would just become a resident. It would stay in our head, rent free, for the rest of our lives. Now, how does that matter? It matters because. Our parents will move out of our life. We will go on to lead independent lives. We will go on to meet new people. But the minute the same emotion slash situation is triggered, we instantly go back. So imagine if you're dating someone and that person genuinely is busy and they say, I'm busy right now. I can't attend to you. You go back to that statement when your parents said the exact same thing in how you felt. And what did you tell yourself then? You told yourself, there's something that you would have done to get that reaction from them, to elicit that reaction from them. And that's the same thing that comes to your mind right now. Oh, I must have done something wrong for her to react, for him to react that way. And that makes us brittle. It triggers emotions, reactions, the defensive mechanism that we've built over all of these years to fight these emotions when we were kids. And most often than not, we don't even understand what's happening to us. It's almost like a spontaneous reaction. It's like a heartbeat that we can't control, but is necessary for our existence. And this is the biggest reason why we begin to lose relationships, why we begin to lose bonds, why we fail to build strong bonds. And slowly and slowly, we begin to push people away. And we don't even know why. It's almost like we don't want to be this person, but we end up being this person. And we struggle to understand why. So what does therapy tell us? What does sitting with a professional tell us? it helps us process what happened to us and helps us see it like an objective observer, not as somebody who's experiencing it. It's almost like you are outside of your body and you see that happening. And for the first time as a 25-year-old, as a 30-year-old, as a 35-year-old, you understand what the six-year-old you could have seen slash experienced when your parents or anybody else did something to you that you interpreted a completely different way. That is healing. That is when you heal yourself. Healing is not forgiving, while it's a large part of it, but it's the end result of it. Healing is first understanding what even happened in the first place. And only when you do that do you get to a point where you can forgive, because forgiving without understanding is you simply saying, Oh, I want to forget it and close it. In my mind, it never works that way. Our minds cannot deny what happened. They can only understand what happened. And if you make the journey of understanding, you'll only help yourself. And I really hope you do, especially if you find yourself decaying in relationships, pushing them away, getting to a point where they're fragile to the extent that you don't even have any that you can call your own. That's when you know you need help. And I would love for you to heal yourself. All the best. Thank Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice with Variku. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that just feels nice. Thank you.